Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Drew Davis, and I want to welcome you to Learn How to See Better. It's the only podcast out there that'll actually improve your vision the longer you listen. I want to take a moment to thank you for joining me today, and I've got some great information lined up for you. So relax and tune in, because we're about to begin. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Drew Davis, and I want to welcome you back to Learn How to See Better. It's the only podcast out there that'll help improve your vision the longer you listen. So tune into this one. What we have is a uh, special episode that I like to bring to all of you. And uh, I get a chuckle out of this one because as I've learned how to see better, I thought it was really about just absorbing um, clear, concrete facts that uh, were very visible, very, very straightforward, hard to argue with, right? Uh, I'm a guy with a scientific educational um, background, right? And so um, my viewpoint on things is, you know, give me the facts and I can decipher it all. And it all makes a lot of sense and it's clean and clear cut. But what I found uh, through actually living and going through life is that there's more to it than meets the eye. And why do I say that? Well, I say that because we now live in the information age, right? And just about anything out there in the world you can look up uh, and learn more about. There is a myriad of facts about such a topic. And you can just really dig deep if you want to. And so one thing that's interesting that you'll find is that if you are to, you know, look up certain things about um, health, uh, you might get some differing views. You could look up certain things about food and you might get differing views. You might read a certain nutrition label and get a certain view about what the appropriate way or recommended way of eating is, right? And so I say all that to say this. I found a lot of information out there that seems to contradict itself a little bit, and sometimes they're just flat out opposites. You know, I myself have um, elected to make um, some pretty unique food choices over the last uh, couple of years that uh, are interesting to most. And uh, typically what I will reply with is a simple phrase of before you veto keto. And then I'll try to share some valuable topic or lesson or story that I've learned, right? So yes, the name of the topic of this episode is before you veto keto. This isn't necessarily designed to change anyone's uh, religion because I, I realize food can be a, a very highly debated topic and seem like you're, if you're trying to open someone's eyes to fuel in their body different, it's, it's is the magnitude of discussion. Like you're trying to change the religion and people can get very offensive and they can get very defensive. Um, and I would just encourage people to receive information on a topic that you may not be an expert about with at least an open mind. So you can better understand the information you're receiving. So, um, before you veto keto, listen to the argument, see if it resonates with you. If it doesn't resonate with you as to how it could be beneficial, why not? Is it that it's so different from what you've heard or what you've grown up on or what you've known your whole life? Or does it just sound too good to be true? <laughs> 
Sometimes these questions are a challenge to our belief system, I believe, and it does um, it does set the stage for an inability to receive information because what do we find when we hear something that we've already heard before? We're quick to tell somebody, hey, I already know that, right? <laughs> Look at how smart I am. I already know that, right? And of course, when we already know that, how receptive are we to hear anything else about that topic? We're not very receptive, right? So if someone told you or were to share information with you to, to see <laughs> or have the opportunity to see things from a different light, from a different perspective with regards to fueling their body, it might get turned down or rejected pretty quick, which is unfortunate because, well, if we're going to cite data, I think there's quite a bit of data that cites um, that the place I live, known as America, is um, a very wealthy nation. Um, what comes with that wealth and abundance is, um, to be frank, a lot of overindulgence, right? And so it's translated into a large and growing number of health issues amongst our population today. And it's crazy to think that, um, you know, in this day and age where there's so many advancements in technology, advancements in modern medicine, that, you know, we can't just brush all these challenges under the rug, right? And <laughs> I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but the, the fact of the matter is never before have we had access to uh, more information to give us better insight um, for the right answers for, you know, good and optimal health. Uh, but what we see in all reality are more and more instances where, uh, you know, people are 60 and 65 years old and in their 50s, you know, attached to machines for like the purposes of, of practically life support, right? Or, 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 you know, taking a handful of pills every day that if they don't take them, they're not going to make it. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. And so am I, uh, over here with my lab coat and stethoscope on saying that I've got all the answers. No, no, no. I'm just sharing my viewpoints and just sharing some of the experiences that I've had. Um, because I would say that people should consider relearning or potentially unlearning the data that they've received thus far about nutrition. Because granted, there are studies once upon a time that said one thing. There's different studies now that rebuke and re um, defy the declarations made in those other studies. And then there's other studies that give you half of one story, half of the other. And so you don't really know what to go on if you just study a study, right? But what you can study is the results of sticking with a program, trying a program, being your own... Um, being your own science experiment and being willing to experiment um, with things a little bit so that you don't necessarily have to resort to saying, well, I got no other choice. I'm being diagnosed with this health condition, so I'm just a victim. I'm all about learning how to see better. I'm all about people becoming empowered to live the best life that they possibly can. And as amazing creatures as we are, it only goes to show that we're capable of achieving amazing things, amazing accomplishments, but we have to be given the right opportunity to do so. And in this day and age, when so many people are struggling with health-related um, issues in their life, um, 
it's, it just makes you feel like, gosh, I wish there was a, a, a better way to kind of shake people and wake people up that um, the, the spiraling out of control that's happening with so many of these health issues goes right back to some of the things that we're consuming from a food standpoint. And regardless of, of what dietary uh, favoritism someone might possess, I think we can all agree to the basic facts that, you know, garbage in, garbage out. And we just have to understand that, you know, not everything that tastes good in our mouth is good for our bodies um, because we're seeing, you know, for the first time ever, a generation that's literally digging a grave with its teeth. And that's a scary, scary thought when you think about how we really all just teach what we know. And if we as a, as a people are developing very unhealthy eating habits that are bringing about, you know, now childhood illnesses that are starting to plague teenagers, it's easy for someone with eyes halfway open to recognize that there's a problem. There's got to be a better approach to um, looking at that's going to be more sustainable for the long run. And so I share some of my experiences um, about the path and the choices that I've made here freely because they're just a part of my experience. They're just a part of, of what I've gone through. And, you know, after this kind of long-winded uh, explanation about the idea of being open to listening to something different, hence the phrase, before you veto keto, it's probably only fair for me to maybe share a little bit about my personal backstory with this journey and uh, the role it plays in the viewpoints that I have today that I'd like to share. So I remember being a real active kid growing up, you know, I got the uh, opportunity to play outside until the street lights came on, you know, back in the back in the day. And, you know, I was, I was skinny and I got to eat whatever and, and not gain weight, you know, and had the good genes. And, um, you know, I played sports and uh, in high school, I played football and wrestled. And even after that in college, I worked in the gym and, you know, felt like I knew nutrition, right? Um, and the funny thing is, you know, you, you want to live uh, a healthy life, right? You know, I always wanted to be healthy and fit and strong. And, you know, especially given that I was on, on the leaner side, like kind of skinny, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to get buff. I wanted to get big. I wanted to be strong. And I always wanted to be in shape. And I felt that was the best representation of me. And I remember even thinking it at certain points in my, you know, I guess childhood or adolescence where it was like, all right, you know, you know I didn't want to get fat or, or let myself go, right? Um, and that was um, just because of, you know, part of the way you'd see the way society responded was pretty pretty crude and cruel. And um, it seemed logical to me, you know, that the athletic people that were always active or just that the two went hand in hand, right? If you're always active, then you're just not going to be, you know, obese or overweight. And there'd be no reason for, uh, for, for me to, you know, look up one day and be, you know, 50, 60 pounds overweight because, you know, I felt if I was athletic, I would be immune to that. And, um, that was just one of the things that I remember um, as you kind of look at decisions that you make about things you are and aren't going to do, right? No different than some people make a decision that they're, you know, not going to con 
consume alcohol as an as example, right? They, they see signs of um, that behavior show up in the world or signs of what the consequences could be from overindulgence showing up in the world. They say, hey, I don't want that for me. No, thanks. And so I remember, I remember promising myself, like, ah, you know, I don't think I'm, I'm not ever going to get, going to get, you know, obese or or overweight. You know, I I view myself as an athletic person, so I'm kind of going to be fit for life, right? And the interesting thing was, you know, you go out about your business and you're off into the world and you start, you know, you go through school, finish college, you get a job, you're working and, you know, I'd had some success in corporate America and, you know, flying around and, Next thing you know, you've had some promotions and you get to your mid thirties. It's like I all of a sudden had a kind of sedentary lifestyle. You know, you start to start a family. Right. And just because you might not be sitting um, behind a desk nine to five. I mean, um, when you're out on the road traveling, like you're still sitting down a lot. You might be walking, you know, to the airport to get, you know, to go sit on a plane (laughs) for a few hours. And then you go sit in a rental car for another couple hours Then you go sit in meetings. Um, so just because you're busy and on the go doesn't mean that you're not necessarily leading a lifestyle that's just not not very active. And, you know, I was uh, very busy in, in the traveling sales. So, you know, you're whining and dining customers, entertaining them, you're shifting time zones, your sleep gets crushed, right? I mean, <laughs> workouts, forget about it. And, uh, you know, high activity, you know, high stakes, high stress, you know, high income um, jobs, you know, you, you find that that can take uh, a toll on the body because of the way that you're kind of burning the, the candle at, at both ends. And I remember just not, you know, wanting to, um, you know, let it all kind of fall apart because you can see that there are certain sacrifices that you have to make with regards to how you're going to spend um, spend your time, right? And when you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, you know, and be a good dad, it's like you're trying to, you know, manage all of this and keep your sanity in it all. And uh, I remember starting to pick up weight, and develop a little bit of a dad bod, and you know, the second kid comes around, and you know, he wasn't sleeping quite as as soundly as as kiddo number one, and and all of a sudden you you look up and. Um, you've got this trifecta and life's not bad, but then you're at a point where you're not feeling good, uh, you know, physically and, and mentally, like you've known that you typically have in the past. And, um, you know, next thing you knew, it was like for, for me and my, my body type, I was surprised to be, you know, uh, almost weighing, you know, close to almost 200 pounds. And it's like to make matters worse, it, it wasn't particularly, um, you know, easy for my wife by my side who also saw, you know, as, as life changes and, you know, having more kids and that same lifestyle and we weren't uh, living with any kind of definiteness about um, our physical activity or our, or our diet, you know, and she experienced some of the brain fog and, and you know, when you try and get motivated and, and you start a workout program and just don't feel like you or having the effectiveness of it, right? Um, you know, I think what, what that started to do was, you know, you develop this attitude that, oh, I'm just getting older. This stuff doesn't, you know, <laughs> this stuff doesn't doesn't uh, take effect like it used to. And you find and feel like you're stuck, you're fed up, and, you know, you, you're at your wit's end on what you're going to do um, 
about your uh, situation, right? Like as far as just feeling like you're in control of it all and not feeling, um, you know, completely overwhelmed. And I remember one thing that was particularly uh, unnerving was um, the scenario where, you know, found out, um, you know, my grandma was going to have to get put on uh, dialysis. I, I really didn't know exactly what that was. I knew it was a medical type of procedure, right? I thought. And uh, at the time, I was kind of asking the question, like, all right, wh- whatever that is, you know, when do you get off that? And, or, or, you know, how long do you have to do that? I think was, was that the question, because it was like these doctor's appointments, these doctor appointments, like, how long does she have to go to those? And it's like, oh, well, you know, she, she doesn't. What do you mean? Like you go to the you go to the doctor to get fixed, to get better. Something's broken. Something's not right. Like make it better. That doesn't make sense to me. What do you mean? There's <laughs> there's a diagnosis that that has no end. Like I don't follow. So let's take a step back, right? Like why are we even going? You know why do you have? What's the purpose that someone has to go? You know basic questions born out of ignorance, right? Why does somebody have to go on uh, dialysis? What is it? You know, oh, okay, it's when you have, you know, diabetes and your, and your organs start feeling, oh, okay, gotcha, all right, you know, and, uh, you know, what exactly is diabetes and what causes it? And, you know, around this same time, you know, my wife was reading this uh, very insightful book called The Grain Brain uh, by Dr. Uh, David Perlmutter. And, and it was crazy that, that, like, I had this epiphany where all the stars aligned in it and I saw that like experience and evidence in the real world plus you know information that you find that you come across in your journey is you're trying to figure out your own answers to questions and and challenges you're facing it just hit like a ton of bricks all at once like oh my goodness like all this is related like we have all of a sudden found ourselves in a scenario where many of us individually and, and as a society as a whole where we're it's like we're we're digging our own graves with our teeth. Try that on for size and magnitude and just, you know, consideration for a moment. Um, and it's becoming more and more prevalent. And this was all, you know, new information for me. I'm sitting here thinking, my goodness, you know, what a amazing um, kind of discovery. And, and so much, you know, base information that that supports it um it's it's dumbfounding and it's right there hiding in front of our face you know and uh you know i was born in the south so i'm used to the southern cooking you know the fried foods the dessert the sweet tea you know the the candy and the junk food and it's like i learned how to i was raised on this stuff so i learned how to cook this way so it's 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 cooked in and and seasoned into my habits and I've, i've loved it for so long and, uh, you know, to see that, it's like, wow, it's, it's not even, it ain't the fat, it's the sugar <laughs> taking everybody out and, and running folks through the gamut left and right. And, and, and you finding out all this information at the same time and like, oh, okay, well, you get hit with diabetes and then it's going to double your chances of getting Alzheimer's and quadruple your, your odds of getting dementia. And it just, it was like, oh my gosh how could it really be you know me this athletic kid thinking all i gotta do is stay fit all my life and i can eat whatever i want whenever i want and still was pretty much you know living by that with the exception that i wasn't active anymore 
and then realizing that like, wow, it's the food choices more so than the exercise that's really setting the stage, the big stage for how our overall quality of life is determined. And that's not just from a health standpoint. That's like a your your overall health, and then like even even your happiness. You know, <laughs> seeing that foods affect moods. It's like wow, okay. And to think that we don't necessarily give credit to the fact that it's like the single most critical health factor, uh, the single most critical factor in our in our overall health throughout our our whole our entire lives, and. Many, many instances we choose it based on convenience. We choose it based on, on, on pleasure, you know, and it, it's like it's carelessly, unknowingly. I mean, you know, you're going to eat more than you work out. You're going to eat multiple times a day. Um, you know, there's not typically a whole lot of real food education out there. You might learn a couple of super simple basic things when you're a kid, but if you lived in bad habits, I mean, you're taught bad habits. And if you're taught the bad info, it's like, you know, we could necess- we, we might in some instances be going after uh, the, the wrong thing as far as dietary changes. And, you know, I, I was inspired by having this wake up call. I said, OK, you know, here's what we got to do immediately. Got it. You know, full audit, <laughs> getting rid of all the junk out of the house immediately you know, committing to making changes, big changes, drastic changes, you know, to become more educated about, you know, what we were consuming and to actually make better choices. And, and you know, wanted to go out and tell the world like, hey, I've had a wake up call and I feel like I'm, I'm you know, Neo in the Matrix seeing what's, <laughs> what's really happening here and everybody better stay woke and, and, and make sure that we're not just being so uh, naive as we go through lives, just you know, shoveling food in our faces all the time and, and really getting serious about my food and nutrition education. And it was the dangest thing was you, you try and share like life-saving information and nobody's trying to hear you. You know, you, you would think that the, I don't know. You would you would think that people would just be uh, more open to receiving information. That's like, hey, I found this out. This is amazing. This is completely eye-opening and a massive shift. And you know, somebody would reply occasionally with this, you know, oh, that's just you know the old doctor act in South Beach, and those are bad. And those things called heart attacks, and and you have to have your carbs, and these are just another fad diet that won't last. And I said, wow, you know, what, what resistance to, you know, what, you know, what I was essentially learning about, you know, power of ketosis, the power of the ketogenic diet and ketogenic lifestyle and how this is literally a lifesaver. And it was unsettling. And all of a sudden, you know, you go out in social situations, you know, good luck, (laughs) you know, trying to just head out real quick for a bite to eat. It's like, uh, you know, you're some sort of oddball or freak if, if you don't want any uh, if you don't want dessert with your with your supper or you don't want uh, you know a double helping of the mac and cheese and so it was just pretty surprising to try and be more inspirational around loved ones and um, yeah just the, the questions and the you know the vicious interrogations and why are you doing that you're gonna hurt yourself and uh, I remember even seeing a 
you know, it was like a online post that someone had made and said nobody gave a hoot when they were just eating fast food every day. But the minute you try and cut some carbs and then think your you know, heart's going to fail out of you in a, in a day. And um, it was just, you know, that was probably one of the most difficult things is seeing that eating out was like a landmine. You know, the, the sugars that are hidden in the sauces, the dressings, you know, these carb-heavy dominant large portions. Um and yeah, it's, it's some tricky stuff out there. And so it was, it was uh, disheartening, right? And, and a lot of people would, would like sugar defenders of the universe. <laughs> um, and, and you realize that uh, making certain subtle changes, it's almost like food was a religion. And that was uh, a surprising thing. And you could offend somebody by talking about food and just things that you'd learn. But now everybody was an expert. Now everyone knew and had all the answers. And it was not really anything that was uh, anything novel, more just of the same regurgitated, tried and truly not working um, type of advice that, that I'd be hearing. And so, you know, I, I recognized that I was going to be on um, <laughs> a longer journey by myself, you know, from the standpoint of ourselves. Um, my wife was with me during this. Uh, entire thing and there's that part where you definitely felt alone Um, but being able to go and understand and see that hey there's some pitfalls out there if you know that uh, you get weak in the knees every time you pass the uh, the frozen yogurt shop drive drive a different drive a different way home but I mean yeah I'd get run through the ringer people tell me I'm losing too much weight and it's like, well, look at the health that I've gained, <laughs> not the weight that, that I've lost. You know, you're coming up in your late 30s and you got, you know, blood work looks like you're in your late 20s. That's something more significant than, than most people want to give to give credit to and not having to be, um, you know, taking any early pills or, or medications about ailments and um, diseases um, of the body. And it's crazy to think that just like that two years have passed and you know been living the keto lifestyle and loving it and have released over 25 pounds of unnecessary weight uh, and feel great you know look good eat good exercise I've gone from a night owl to a early bird and enjoy a pretty pain-free life you know um, it's it's one of those things that I, I just didn't give the credit and the credence uh, uh, to really believe in uh, once upon a time that, that the choices of what we put on our plate would have uh, such an impact, not just on, on, our, on our health from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, mental clarity and how your you know, brain is able to function in an optimized state and um, to be able to in- enjoy the increased energy, increased strength and just being a positive influence on um, you know the people around us that that love us and care us and care for us and maybe some of the ones that even heckled us but they can see this in a you know overnight thing we've uh, come to to understand and, and truly see that and this process I kid you not has transformed my views on health like we wouldn't believe you know I mean health overall you know nutrition physical activity you know brain flaw fog inflammation, stress-related illnesses, you know, including cancer. I mean, you know, some of the the sacred cows that come along with everything um, in the Western medicine world and and, and more than that. 
Um, by, but by being able to understand and develop an understanding that, that, that food is actually the medicine of our world um, and that medicine is also food. I mean, people were, you know, there's once upon a time where there's still quite a few healthy people out there and, and we didn't have, you know, all these different modern medicines that, that we do today. Um, and they can be used to aid. Um, but in some instances, when you got people taking, you know, pills by the fistfuls daily with all sorts of side effects and interactions, that's just not healthy because you, you go and talk to these people and they're not they're not feeling good they're not they're not enjoying the experience and and to just learn to understand you can keep it simple and basic and close to nature and be able to eat in a way that's delicious and nutritious that's like having your cake and eat it too <laughs> no pun intended no pun intended at all um, but yeah I'm, I've, I've learned to be uh, open about um, the lifestyle and food choices that I have, but I don't push it on the other people. And I've learned how to see better regarding, you know, everything food related. Um, because you, you see that, okay, if, if, if sugar's a religion and you don't want to offend somebody, be careful about what you say around certain folks. And it's okay for you to do you and okay for me to do me. But uh, most importantly, I think the, the change that I had from the decision to uh, start to inspect what I inspect, expected out of, um, out of my life with regard to my fueling um, is translated really into that lifelong commitment to overall health and well-being and, and just understanding that, you know, I'm in full control of my experience. We're full control of our, our experience and, and you don't have to be encumbered by the excess and the overindulgence because each day we get the opportunity to make a decision and that's to, to live unhealthy or to live healthy. You know, you can choose Coca-Cola or you can choose cauliflower. You could use, choose bubble gum or you could choose, you know, Brussels sprouts. And, you know, I found comfort feeling that I've, I found a path that is, uh, works for us and is right for us nutritionally and possess the power to adjust as needed. And if needed, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're not a tree. If you want to tear up your life script and, and write down a new one, you know, go ahead at any moment. Uh, we can change our destination or change our direction overnight. And that's the beautiful thing about uh, the experience that you go through. You know, you find yourself uh, maybe drifting through life or wandering uh, through your existence and you stumble across either information, maybe a certain person that can become um, the ticket to your transformation and you don't want to limit the opportunity um, the opportunity to experience that so um, yeah that's that's uh, that's one of the things I'd, I'd say it's been been big for me and my overall uh, experience and for all of you out there I would say you know take a moment to decide what what things matter most to you regarding your health and what are you willing to give up to go up because you know what the fact of the matter is we're all different everybody's got different needs different goals you know different objectives but it's you know just go learn something and do something that, that's going to help you improve your experience um, you know don't be afraid um, to get that second opinion um, and to make sure that you feel 
um, that you're comfortable um, with the advice that you get. You know, be educated. Don't just regurgitate info that you, you know, hear or see, you know, from from others or from, you know, just media that's fed to you. And Because as the saying goes, you know, average advice is for average people. And I mean, I would even say that applies to some of the general nutrition advice that's out there. Um, and making sure that the advice you're, you're getting is coming from from folks qualified to provide it. And it's not necessarily about, um, you know, the credentials and certifications, because in the real world, it's like your results are your certification, um, you know, truth told. So, um, yeah, be willing to ask some of those questions. I mean, it's like if every solution to your ailment requires a pill that you get on, but you can't ever get off of, I mean, think about that. Are your best interests really in the mix? in that type of scenario? Is that even really considered a solution? Or is it just a fix or workaround, right? Again, you know, what are you, what are you willing to give up to go up? You know, this is, it's your life to live and you create your experience. And that's from the, the age of three to, to 83. And even beyond that, if you eat right. <laughs> so with all that to say, before you veto keto, challenge yourself you know do something different if you're not happy with your current health do something about it change it go learn a few things you know educate yourself evaluate your options and go execute and just at least learn the landscape and experiment a little bit you know and i don't think i've heard too many instances where somebody went and uh you know added some leafy greens to their diet and you know, fell out uh, pretty quickly afterwards. Um, if anything, quite the opposite uh, is known to happen. And, you know, I think the side effects from experimenting with a couple different foods are going to be a lot less dangerous than some of the side effects that you're going to get from experimenting with, you know, this new pill or that new pill if this one causes a reaction, you know? Because at the end of the day, it's all about trying to find your happy place and uh, to get to a point where you know you are enjoying life and not just the the consumption part of it uh, but the part after that so you know take control take charge of your life and, and seek help if you need it don't be afraid to pray over it the idea is to just live with definiteness and that's um kind of what i want to leave everyone with as um, i'm hoping that you know just by me sharing a little bit about my experience and, and what i've seen over these last couple years and how it's forever shaped uh, my outlook on the world in this arena uh, looking forward so um, with that i appreciate you your focus and attention on uh, a very serious subject matter and if this could uh, maybe help somebody or inspire them don't be hesitant to share it um, the same way that i shared it with you and I hope that you find it valuable because I found it valuable being able to share and express uh, my excitement about uh, what I went through, what I learned, and how I'm now able to see better in this arena. So thank you again. Appreciate that. See ya.